When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Could the Minnesota Vikings trade up for a quarterback? There's going to be a lot of discussions about that. There are even some discussions on Twitter. And I saw just people just throwing around numbers. Well, at about 11.30 p.m. last night, I went into the weeds and I spent a bunch of time researching trades based on historical data, past precedent, and more. And then I wrote a thousand words on it. We're going to talk all about that today here on The Real Forno Show. Real Forno Show, hosted by Tyler Fornis, the managing editor of USA Today's Vikings Wire, writer for the College Football Network. Publisher of Substack, Run In Shooter. Host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, as well as a founding member of Vikings First and Skull. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Real Forno Show. As I tried to get my hair looking nice for the show, it didn't exactly work out too well. I'll fix it here in a minute. I am your host, Tyler Fornas. With me, as always, is the man who has more hair on his face than his head. He is producer Dave. Dave, how are you? I'm doing great. Hey, my grandfather taught me a long time ago. If you can't grow it on top, grow it on the bottom. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You know what my grandpa taught me? Hmm. Not, not, not much. But <laughs> I did learn I did learn how to love golf. So hmm. th- there's there's always that. Um, and then my, my dad's dad didn't... Uh, he passed away before I was born, so I didn't get to learn anything from him, other than the things my dad learned from him, which he then passed on to me. But I'll tell you, if you can't grow hair on your head, you might as well grow it on your face. It's good to have a little bit of something. 
<laughs> and I, I just want to welcome everybody. If I sound a little weird, I have a cough drop right now, so I'm trying to finish it. So I cough a little less during the show. The cough's getting better. We're not all, all the way there yet, but we have a lot to talk about today. And I think that's pretty dang cool because on social media, people were starting to have the conversation about the NFL draft and, oh, what could it cost for the Vikings to move up? Well, it's not as simple as you might think. And then again, it's also just as simple as you might think. It's it's a very interesting conversation. Why? Because you genuinely don't know how it's going to happen. It's kind of like the birth of a child. You know, generally, it's going to come around this date. You have no idea what time. Sometimes you have no idea what gender. And then others, you have no idea how long the labor is going to be. And if you're going to have to do an emergency C-section when you had planned on natural, like th- there's a lot of different variables. So when you're talking about a trade involving two franchises, the general construct is very simple. Just like a woman having a baby. You have a baby. That part simple. All the details behind it, not even close. And that's kind of where we're sitting. It, there are a lot of details that still need to come out. There are a lot of details that still need to be discussed. Well, here I am. We're going to talk about it. I went into the weeds and looked at 12 different trades since 2012 that would that have impacted how the trade market goes. All of these trades involve top 10 picks. Some of them involve coming out of the top 10 to go deep into the top 10. Some of them have more historical relevance than others, but it also each trade tells a story. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about my first mock draft that dropped this morning, Wednesday morning on vikingswire.com. The Vikings did not take a quarterback in that. I did not do trades in that mock draft. And I think that needs to be mentioned. There were no quarterbacks worth taking at 11. So I didn't take one. And the Vikings took a player that we've talked a lot about on the show. But we'll get to that later. I want to start off with two things. One, I want to say uh, congratulations to both Pete Carroll and Nick Saban on tremendous coaching careers. Nick Saban just announced his retirement within the last hour. And Pete Carroll was relieved of his head coaching duties, but was is still with the organization. Both are in their early 70s. And they have had tremendous coaching careers and uh, major applause to both of those guys. Second, Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Dolphamensa had their season ending press conference today. One really important detail that we need to talk about. Quasi Dolphamensa says, said, I want to have Kirk Cousins back next year. But it's not that simple. Why isn't it that simple? Because two sides have to come to an agreement. And let's have that conversation. I'm going to pull up the quote here because I wrote a piece about it for Vikings Wire, which you could check out right now. The exact quote is, can you find an agreement that works for both sides? This is why it's important to really 
dive deep into the data and what people say. Because what people say in the context that they're trying to give you with what they say is really important. Quesito Fomensa is an absolutely brilliant speaker. Why? He gives you well-thought-out, intelligent answers without truly telling you anything. It's a truly impressive feat that you get from general managers, but general managers have different levels of how good they are at it. Rick Spielman would just straight up not tell you things. He would beat around the bush. Kwesi gives you really well-thought-out answers of things that he believes, but he doesn't really tell you exactly what he's thinking, which is exactly what a general manager is supposed to do, but he just goes about it in such a profound way that I just find it incredibly impressive. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, uh, his background in Wall Street, where like the world is just different and you're able to kind of pull things from that and then implement it into this world of the NFL. Now, when you look at everything all encompassing, the Vikings were to bring back Kirk Cousins. It's not a disaster. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it needs to make sense. And right now I struggle to figure out how that makes sense with the information we have. I want to know how the healing with the Achilles tendon is going. I will. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. ST. I want to know how much arm strength, the torn Achilles is going to take from him. I want to know how his mobility is affected because let's just be honest. His mobility, not great, but because it's not great, it could make it even worse. And that could end up being a massive manifestation of, uh Oh, So there's just many levels to this. And right now I don't have enough information to say I'm comfortable with an extension and it has to be an extension. It can't be a new contract because a new contract would mean 28.25 in dead cap this year. You can't have that. You just can't. So now Vikings, they're in an interesting position. How are they going to handle it? That's what I want to know. But we don't. We genuinely don't know what's going to happen. But I found that quote very interesting and worth noting before we really dive into the topic today. And while the NFL draft is over three months away, I think it's important to have conversations that are topical within the community. Within, like, what is the fan base talking about? And they were talking heavily about this. And quite frankly, it just felt like we did not have enough of enough data going through these conversations. So I got it. And you know what? I even posted it on Reddit, which I normally don't do because Reddit is mean. Like, especially if you've ever been a, a professional wrestling fan, Reddit, Reddit's awful. It's not a good place. Um, they twist your words. They, are vicious and very combative. No, people were very nice and they liked to peace, which, which was pretty nice. So let's have the conversation. All right, Dave, did you get a chance to take a look at the piece? Cause I know we had talked about what, um, what the topic was today. Have you had a chance to look it over just briefly? So my basic premise what, was this. What I found interesting was, quarterback tax and you're gonna have to explain that to the viewers Mm -hmm. give me one second but 
Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about the quarterback tax in time. Um, Chris asked if a uh, sweat from Texas will be there in, uh, in the second round. Yeah, I think he will. Um, I think he goes in round two. Will he be there at 42? But it, it'll be close. Let's talk about quarterback tax. So when I looked at all these trades, some of them to go like to go from 12 to three, the 49ers in 2001 paid uh, 12, two first round picks in the future and a future third round pick to move up those nine spots. They got Trey Lance. Lance didn't work out, but we're not talking about the results. We're talking about the process. Okay. 2013. Not known as a very good draft class going in. Now that's really important here because if it's not known as a good draft class, do you really think teams are going to be offering that much to move up? No. So Mm, Miami, if there's a rarity, the price goes up. Even like the top of the draft wasn't viewed as very good. Okay. So the Dolphins go for 12 to three. They give up 12 and I think it was 43. They gave up a first and a second to go up that same distance. So with the 49ers sake, it was a very good draft to 2021. A very good draft. And it was a, considered a very strong quarterback draft. So you're able to add a tax, a premium. It's like when you go to Six Flags or Disney World. You pay to get in and you can go on all the rides. But in order to truly have the great experience, you pay for that uh, pass to go straight to the front of the line. That's kind of the premium that we're talking about because it's a quarterback. Now, it's also really tough because if you want to have that conversation to trade up in the first round before the draft, you have to guarantee yourself one of those quarterbacks because if you don't, then you just trade it up a huge amount of capital for an edge. You can't do that. You can't do that unless you're like like the Texans did last year. I didn't really have too big of an issue with it because they wanted cornerstone type players. And you know what? Massive hits, both CJ Stroud and Will Anderson. The key is they got their quarterback. And the Texans had tons tons of holes to fill, and they still do. But they got their edge rusher, and they got the quarterback. Mm -hmm. And And it's important to have that in the playoffs. It's important to have that baseline. You have you they had a relatively solid offensive line. Titus Howard, they just gave a big contract to as a, as a right tackle. Laramie Tunsil is arguably the best left tackle in football. So now you ha- get your star edge rusher, which is how D'Amico Rens kind of likes to power that defense. And you have your quarterback. Now you continue building around them. And you you keep that momentum going. And I think that's really important with this whole conversation because it's they already had the quarterback in place. The Vikings don't have the quarterback in place. And I think that is where we can start these conversations. All right. Since the Vikings don't have that quarterback in place, they need to guarantee themselves a quarterback. If they like all three guys, Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams, Drake may you can trade up to three and feel comfortable. Like, okay, I like all these guys. If I get one of them, yeah, I'm pretty happy. I don't have to really worry about it. I'm getting one of them. But if you are only going to be able to get up to four, you got to wait till draft day. You have to see, oh, did Marvin Harrison Jr. go one? Okay, one of those three quarterbacks will be there. 
but are you trading up to four to get Marvin Harrison Jr. with where this team is at? Look, I, I will advocate at some point that taking wide receiver at 11 might actually be a smart play if quarterback is gone. That's not today's conversation. I will say you have to make sure if you're making that trade, you get a quarterback. So took a look. I'm going to kind of read off a lot of these trades um, because I, I think it's relevant. All right. So last year, the Carolina Panthers uh, gave up ninth overall and 61st overall this year's first and next year's second plus wide receiver DJ Moore to go from nine to one. That's a lot of capital. And it's also where, as we talk about the Rich Hill trade chart here in a little bit, and it's, it's going to be almost impossible for the Vikings to give up enough capital to get to one, unless they choose to give up somebody like an Addison or a Jefferson. I don't believe they're going to be willing to do either of those things. Addison, I'd say is more likely, but still not going to happen. That Texas trade we talked about, they go from 12 to three, they give up 12, 33rd overall, the first pick in the second round, which is basically a first round pick, a 2024 first and a 2024 third. And that 2024 first is their pick. So if they beat the Browns, they actually gave up the worst pick, which is going to be incredible. The Niners trade, we already told you, but right after the Niners trade, the Dolphins traded back up from 12 to six. Then everybody knew that they wanted just one of the receivers because it was uh, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith. They wanted one of those guys. They traded six. They got sixth overall and a fifth round pick 156. They gave up 12, 123rd, so fourth. So they gave up a, a 33 spot difference on day three and a first round pick the following year. You got to remember the Dolphins had a surplus of first round picks. Okay. The Bears traded up from 20 to Hold 11. On. Timeout. Timeout. What? How can you have a surplus of first round picks? If I've got 32 first round picks and then draft. To me, if I'm the GM, that's still not enough. I don't know. They had three going into twenty or in the 2022 draft, but then they maneuvered. If you're a GM, you're greedy. You want as many as possible. Yeah. Well, they also, because of their trading and maneuvering, they they were able to, they, they got three picks, three first round picks, and then they traded one of those to go back up. So essentially... That move uh, to go from three to six, they gained a first round pick and a third round pick. So like that, you have to include that 49ers trade because they don't make a trade to get sixth unless they're trading down to 12. So those two need to be combined, which is why I talked about them in the same breath. You can afford to give up a first round pick when you just got two extra ones. So it, it's it's all in the same conversation. It's not, I'm just going to give up a first round pick to give it up. Yeah, It's it's really strategic maneuvering. And the Dolphins did a really good job of it. And the Bears might do it this year, depending on their decision on Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Justin Fields because the, the, the Bears, to go from 20 to 11, gave up that uh, 20th overall pick. A fit uh a fifth round pick and then a future first and fourth round pick as Odie looks like he is trying to eat something. And I need to stop him. 
<laughs> and I could tell you, in Chicago, the fans there are as divided about Justin Fields as we are about Kirk Cousins and whether they should keep him or not. On both sides, both us for Cousins and the Bears for Justin Fields. Because there are yeah. people that like him, but as Pay said in the earlier show, for those that were lucky enough to watch live, and if you haven't, I suggest you go back, we had mm-hmm. the Who Will Be King episode of the NFC North Roundup went live at four today, and Pay was explaining how Justin Fields, even if they bring him back, will be going back with his third or fourth OC and third or fourth head coach and blah, blah, blah. And uh, their or offensive coordinator, I should say, Iberfalus looks to be going into a second year. But it's the dynamics on how the fan bases mm-hmm. are, working are very, very similar. The one really weird thing about that Bears situation, uh, let's finish this pick first. They gave a 20th, 164th, a first, and a fourth the following year to go up to 11 to get fields. They fired their offensive coordinator and then are saying that the offensive coordinator is going to have to just keep all the position coaches. Can't even bring in any of his own guys. Nope. You have to keep all these guys. Who the hell is going to want to go there? Who the hell is going to want to just be like, Hey, this is a lame duck coaching staff. And you have to keep all of these assistants. You cannot under any circumstances hire your own guys. Nobody's going to want that job. Why would you want that job? You, you don't, you're not giving any, giving any autonomy. You have to keep a bunch of coaches. You maybe don't even want, which it's understandable and very, very common for an, a coordinator to come in, bring in some of his own guys. Cause you have to implement an entire new system. You have to implement a lot of different things. And coaching is about trust. It's about confidence in your guys. And it's hard to have that when you're coming into an already established staff. Now, Kevin Stefanski was already on staff when he got promoted offensive coordinator, and he decided to learn all new uh, language. He decided to learn all of that instead of implementing his own. That's a different scenario. You're talking about an outside hire. Like if I were to go in there, I'd be like, oh, I want to hire this guy, this guy, and this guy to run these position coaches. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. Uh, Freddie, it's a great question. Um, We'll talk about that in a later episode. I'm guessing the offer is going to be one year, 35 million fully guaranteed. And Kirk's going to say no, that that's, that's my guess. I just don't see them offering any guaranteed money down the line and they want flexibility. It's hard to do that flexibility with a, a guy like Kirk who wants security, but we'll have conversations about that down the line. Tonight's not that time. All right. New York jets in 2018, the same draft. In March, so this is where some of these conversations have come into play, okay? In March, they go from six to three. They give up the sixth overall pick, 37th, 49th, because they had two second-round picks because they traded Sheldon Richardson to the Seahawks and a 2019 second-round pick. So they give up three seconds to go from six to three in a legendary quarterback draft. Okay. Like that, that's palatable. You're not even giving up in a, a first. It's just seconds. It's still a lot, but we're going to have that conversation. Okay. Now the bills in 2018, th- this is a very interesting one and something I wonder if the Vikings would be willing to pursue. Buffalo 
moved up from 22 to 12. And they did so by trading uh, Pro Bowl left tackle Cordy Glenn to uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. And then from there, they traded 12th overall, 53rd and 56th to go up to 7th. And then they got the 255th pick. So a conditional 7th. Not too bad. It's a palatable trade. But two second round picks is still pricey. It's not nothing. The Rams in 2016 made the biggest trade up in NFL history. By biggest, they're the team from farthest away to get up to number one overall. They got first overall, 113th, so fourth round pick, 177th, a fifth round pick. That might be a, actually, that might be a sixth. I'm not 100% sure. What? They didn't make the biggest overall. To go from uh, 15 to one, that's the biggest jump in NFL history to get to first overall. When uh, Mike Ditka and the Saints traded their entire draft class, if you're you're not understanding what I'm saying. They are the they made the biggest jump to go from 15 to one. Nobody had ever done that before. Nobody's done it since. Okay. When when the Saints, what they did, they, I think they went from nine to five, but they gave up a massive haul. Like so, I, I think we're we're thinking on two different planes here. Like I don't think anybody's given up that type of haul before. Well, but Saints gave up their entire draft pit. Yep, draft class. And I'm not up. saying that. I'm saying it's the largest jump from okay. spots to get to number one overall. So they got they gave up the 15th overall pick, the 43rd, the 45th, the 76th. So two seconds and a third that year, and a first round pick and third round pick the following year. That was the last time they ever picked in the first round, and his name is Jared Goff, who he they now face in the wild card round this upcoming Sunday night. The Eagles also made trades up and they did it as something similar to the Buffalo bills. They wanted to do a salary cap dump because they had just gotten rid of chip Kelly and chip Kelly brought in a bunch of big name free agents the prior year. So they gave up Byron Maxwell and Kiko Alonso, who had both signed large contracts. They sent them to the Miami dolphins to go from pick 13 to pick eight. Then they traded Eighth overall, 77th, 100, and then a first round pick in 2017 and a second round pick in 2018 to get second overall and a fourth round pick the following year from the Browns. So you can do some maneuvering pre-draft by moving some veteran players to try and get yourself in a better situation to make that jump. And they got Carson Wentz, who looked like he was going to be a star until he wasn't. But the next few three, we have, we have just three trades left. Buffalo Bills in 2014 go from nine to four to take Sammy Watkins, the wide receiver. And I included this because ninth to fourth overall is a significant jump, even though it's only five spots. They gave up a first round pick and a fourth round pick the following year to go up from nine to four. A sign that's a still a significant price. Watkins didn't pan out but they did get a second and a fifth round pick back for him three years later. So they got th- three years of Watkins and they ended up uh, getting a, like the player for multiple years. Okay. The dolphins, I already talked about that trade. They got, they gave up 12th and 42 to go from 12 to three. Don't ever see that happening again. 
because of the precedent that we've already discussed. And this is the probably the biggest quarterback trade we've ever seen. 2012, the Washington Commanders gave up the sixth overall pick, the 39th overall pick, and first round picks in 2013 and 2014 to move up four spots so they could draft either Robert Griffin III or Andrew Luck. That is, in my opinion, the biggest draft haul. Now, you, you have bigger quantity with uh, the Saints draft, as Dave mentioned earlier. But this is a second and three firsts to move up four spots to get to number two. That is a massive, massive haul. And it's one that has not been matched since. It also stinks because Robert Griffin III was rookie of the year. And then he just, he turned into a glass door and just kept getting scratches, dings, and breaks all over the place, which is really unfortunate because he was, he looked like he was going to be an incredible quarterback in the league for a long time, and it just didn't pan out. So with all that, have you figured out the range of what it would cost for us to move up from 11th to 4th or 3rd or 2nd or 1st? Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yep. So if you want to see a, a version of this that's in print, go to VikingsWire.USAToday.com. I will actually link the article and I will drop it in the chat so you guys can see it. Because I, I think this might be a little bit easier for you guys to see rather than just here because it's it's a significant amount of data and dropping that in there right now it's a it's i it also has every trade included in there okay so i use the rich hill trade chart why do i use the rich hill trade chart it's because it's built on historical data it's built on the trades that i talked about it's built on every trade that throughout the past, I think decade and they keep, I think they use it on a five-year aggregate to see how trends change. And then they, they modify the results. So the first overall pick is worth a thousand points. Second is worth 717. So it's not too dissimilar from like the Jimmy Johnson chart, which is 3000 and 2600, but this is built on data. It's not built on vibes. Like Jimmy Johnson kind of assigned point numbers to each pick, which some teams still use this. But it gave yeah, but everybody that was based on contracts back then. I don't think it was. Yeah, was it? Was. 
Mm-hmm. It's based on contract values. First overall pick would get a bank, especially if it was a quarterback. And it was based on contracts. That's how he built it. Okay. So this is built just based off of how trades value these picks. And uh, there's some other data in there too. So the Vikings currently have 11th, 42, and then they don't have a third round pick. But there have not been actual numbers, number picks assigned to fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks yet because compensatory selections have not been officially added. But they do have two fourths, two fifths, two sixths, and one seventh. The 11th pick, now the first pick is a 1,000 point value. 11th has 358. And then the 42nd pick in the second round has 142 point value. Not exactly a significant amount. So those two point values added up, add up to exactly 500. So you have 500 points. So I, I took a look. If you wanted to get up to uh, pick one, I put together a significant trade package and it only came up to 838 points. It was 11, 42, the two fourth round picks, a first round pick, second round pick, and third round pick in 2025, and a first and second round pick in 2026. Odie, yeah, I know. That's a significant package. What are you barking at? You see something on my dresser next to me, and I think, think he, he wants a toy. Odie, you can't have that toy. It's very loud. Well, hey, we're going to get some uh, some dog fun here here tonight, guys, and I know how much you guys like Odie. Maybe if uh, if he behaves, I'll put him on camera. We'll see. So, um, it, yeah, it's that that trade is massive. You're talking three second round picks, three first round picks, two fourth round picks, and a third round pick. And it's still 162 points short, which is like the equivalent of the 40th overall pick. That's a lot. Dave, that's a, that's a lot. Like I, there's really nothing else to say about that. Like that's why it's going to be so hard to move to first overall, but you know what? Dr. Produce says Odie's figured it out and it's, Dog for no, don't do that. Yep. He's actually doing zoomies in my little office. My office is like 10 by 15. Like it, it, it is perfect for what I wanted for, but it's 10 by 15. That's not exactly a large space. Is it Odie? It's not a small space. No. He thinks <laughs> there's like streets up there. I don't know what he's borking at. I'm, I'm also not going to turn the camera and show. Cause like, I mean, yeah, there's, it's just, um, but it's uh it's a really tough conversation and i think i got Odie to calm down he's going to try biting on my feet now you know what it works that's a lot yes it, it's a significant amount of capital and what since we're talking about dogs let's let's talk about our sponsors today and that is underdog rescue minnesota they uh saved our sweetie claire before she ended up passing away and they saved her from a puppy mill down in it, i believe they told us it was kansas and they save dogs from puppy mills they rescue dogs from overcrowded shelters which is a major problem down in the south and they save they take in dogs uh from personal surrenders and they take any and all and try to make give them the best lives possible and they get, they helped our claire and we were able to give her a phenomenal end of life and we plan on adopting again from them because they, they do such a great job. If you want to adopt an animal, they have plenty of 
uh, animals available, including dogs, cats, and some that you just keep in cages like hamsters, guinea pigs. They've got all kinds. And if you aren't able to do that, but you still want to help, they also accept donations and they tell you how, what each denomination will provide for them, including food, toys, healthcare, all kinds of stuff. So underdogrescuemen.com, please go help them out. It would mean a lot to me and my family because of everything that we've done for Eclair. Now, I think Odie's finally calmed down. Thank goodness. Let's let's continue having a conversation. Comment on George. He says, try renting a room in California. George, if you <laughs> I've had plenty of friends that were lived out there. And the amount of money you have to pay for just getting a shack for an a house as a house is unbelievable. I empathize with you, buddy. Oh yeah. I, look, my house I thought was too much for what we paid for it, but it was brand new, so it's real hard to complain. Um Odie Boy is just being good puppy. Yeah, and so the ritual trade chart is on historical values and precedent, which, yes, Freddie, puppy mills are awful. That's why Underdog Rescue is such a great organization because they save animals from puppy mills. And th- then they get rehomed um, to the best life. Like, can you imagine hanging out with Odie all day? Let me tell you, it's pretty great. It's awesome. I love, 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 love hanging out with Odie all day. Don't I, sweet boy? I got him calmed down. All I did was put a little piece of plastic bag on my finger and he's enthralled with it. <laughs> I, you know what? They're, they're dogs. They're wonderful, wonderful creatures. You cannot make it up. You just can't. Um, okay. So the ritual trade chart, we've had conversations about one, but it's not always the most expensive to move up. So if you want to go from 11 to 10, pick 10 as a point value of 369. It would cost a fifth round pick. So the way I did this is because we don't have point values, I go in the middle of the round, okay? Going in the middle of the round is just an easy baseline, and that that pick is worth 12 points. So you pay 12 points to go up one spot. To go from 10 to 9 last year, the Eagles gave up next year's fourth round pick, which when you give up a pick in a following year, it it takes the value down an entire round. So if you give up a fourth round pick the following year, it's valued at a fifth round pick. All right. So like when you do the set, like a first round pick next year, you have to value it as a second round pick. And that's, that's where some of this can get a little murky. It sounds weird, but that's just kind of how the values go because it's a future pick. You don't have that asset now. And if you want to go to pick nine, it's 387 points. Give up a fourth round pick. You go to pick eight, it's the value of two fourth round picks. Pick seven, 11, a fourth round pick. Uh, all these, you give up pick 11. And next year's second. To go to pick six, next year's first. Pick five, second round pick in next year's first. That's a little bit of an overpay. But at that point, like we're, you're talking about, you're going to have to give up a significant capital. And this is just value. This doesn't mean that it would be accepted. It just means that, Hey, this is what the value is. And this is where that quarterback tax is going to come into play. And that quarterback tax, because everybody knows you're going to go for quarterback, they're going to charge you more. It's basic economic supply and demand. Supply and demand is going to take a, take place a lot here. Okay. So pick four is worth 491 points, a fourth, 1142, a fourth round pick and a first round pick next year. 
621 points. Like, yeah, that, that's a 130 point difference, but it's also very plausible because of how the quarterback tax works and how all of this works. And then three, 11, and then the next two first round picks. You're going to have to give up that. And then to get to pick two, 11, 42, and the next two first round picks. You're going to give up a significant amount. But the nice part is you could easily get that back because if you give up that amount to go get the quarterback and the quarterback hits, it does not matter. It does not matter how much you give up. And I think that that's the really key factor here. Um, You'll see accounts that are like troll accounts. One of them is NFC North News. Look, they're hilarious and they do a phenomenal job, but they shit post and that's all they do. They, they take real stories and they don't like they make them absurd. It's kind of like the onion or the national Enquirer. take real things and take them completely out of context and make them fake. They're shit posters and it's hilarious, but you have to understand the difference between that and real news. Um, I do think that they're not going to give up like five first round picks. You can only trade picks three years down the road. So in the NBA, like teams are trading 2029 draft picks. Like the wolves have done that. The Vikings can't like they can only trade 2024, 2025 and 2026. The day after the 2024 draft is over, they can trade 2027. That's how all of this works. And is that fair or not? Like you, you can leave that up to interpretation, but that's how it functions. That's how these things are done. And because that's how these things are done, that's how those are the rules that you have to play by. And I don't know which one that the Vikings would be wanting to take here. I don't know which one they'd be um, wanting to handle. Um, but it's it's one of those things. It, it, these are the general values that you're going to be looking at for all these trades. Dave, was there any that you found just to be too absurd? Not if you're going for the guy. Say that the guy is Jaden Daniels. Right? And you expect him to be 10-year quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. All is good. You get that franchise quarterback. Franchise quarterback makes up for a lot of the holes that don't exist. This is where you get in the argument with people. We got too many holes to fill. We need to fill the holes first. Well, we've been chasing those holes for 10, 20, 30 years now. Where? Because each year you find a new hole. Oh, well, we need to bring everybody back and we'll just fill in this hole that we had last year. And we try to fill in the hole and fill in the hole. And guess what? You don't get anywhere. You're just, you know, replacing pothole after pothole, filling it in. And every time an ice storm comes out, storm comes through, you get a new pothole. Oh, we got to fill that one in. And you never save up enough money to get that quarterback you need. If you go ahead and draft and trade up and get that quarterback and find the quarterback, the one we haven't had since Fran Tarkenton uh, or Dante Culpepper or what could have been with Teddy Bridgewater, then you're just spinning your wheels. You're creating potholes year after year, and you're trying to fill those potholes. And I guarantee you there isn't enough infrastructure or money 
to fill all those potholes and then go, all right, we're a great team on defense and a great team on offense. Let's go get our quarterback. And by the time you think you're close enough to do that, the quarterback class for that year is going to be garbage. Because that's the Vikings' luck. That's the traditional luck. So if the Vikings mm-hmm. feel they have the quarterback they want to target this year, go get him. I have no problem. Yep. Go get him. They tried last year. Yes. Yes, they did. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I had multiple sources tell me that. I talked to multiple people. Their sources told them that. Uh, Brett Coleman straight up said it on the Mina Kime show last week. It's it's real. And then uh, you had the Vikings PR spin, which they uh, sent to Tom Pelissero and Pelissero said the Vikings were trying to trade up for Bryce Young. That was the only guy they wanted. Well, considering they wanted the alien and they wanted the athletic specimen, the not the traditional quarterback, why would they want everybody to know that, oh, there are rumors about us trading up. Oh, no, it wasn't for the alien. We don't want to tip our hand in the future. Well, of course, they're going to tell you that because they w- they want to keep it quiet. And like, look, they wanted Anthony Richardson, and I think they were justified in doing so. I, I'll be honest. I would have loved Anthony Richardson here. I still would have preferred CJ Stroud. And I think I'm justified in that too. Stroud has been incredible. <laughs> and he's making up for holes in a not quite complete Texans roster. And I suspect this weekend the Texans will lose. But the story of how they went from worst to first in the NFC South or AFC mm-hmm. South is remarkable. And it's because of him. You find that guy makes up for a lot. I will say, um, I want to comment on this from Mateo. He said, if they wanted to trade the farm for Richardson, then it would make even more sense to trade it for Daniels because he's a better passer. It, the Richardson was always a canvas where he had this incredible arm and he flashed brilliance with his accuracy, but you needed to just clean up some mechanical stuff. And he was 20. Like, it, it, yeah, Daniels is a better passer now, but it took him five years to get there. And I'm not saying Daniels is a bad pick. I'm actually going to watch him tonight and we're going to find out how good he really is. But I think it's different situations. And I think because they were in on Richardson is not a precursor to them being in on Daniels. So I'd be aware of that for now. We'll see when I, when I give that full deep dive, because I've seen him live, but it's different watching the all 22 versus live because you get so much more information. So we'll do that. But that's, that's kind of the big part about the trades. It's, it's a massive vacuum. You just don't know. Um, I, I actually don't know how I'd rank AR-15 to Daniels. I'll let you know uh, within the next day or two when I finish him because I have to do that part first. Um, I haven't started watching the All-22, and that's that needs to be priority number one for me. Um, let's talk about the final thing on the docket tonight, Dave. But I want to share this tidbit because we talked about Pete Carroll and uh, Nick Saban earlier. Nick Saban replaced Pete Carroll on the Ohio State coaching staff in 1980. Hmm. Yeah, just fun story. Um, my first mock draft came out. And you know where Pete Carroll came from before that? Yep. No, this was after. Um, Pete Carroll was a defensive assistant um, after the Ohio State stint. Was he? That was before. Yes. Um, he worked well, under Bud, which yeah, was well, up through 85. Yeah. 
86. Yeah. So my first mock draft. So I, I approach mock drafts in three different ways. What I think will happen, uh, what I believe, like what, like how they will draft. And then I, I kind of just look into different scenarios. Okay. So I, I kind of just projected what I think will happen initially. And then I just kind of go from there because look, mock drafts in January are theoretically dumb, but what it does is it, it continues to provide unique scenarios for what could happen. And then by doing so you get more information when that time comes because, okay, like teams run mock drafts like crazy in their draft room because, okay, the, these guys are all gone. Now this is on the board. What are you going to do? So they're more prepared when draft day actually comes. So these exercises are actually a good thing. And it's also to kind of see, oh, this guy wasn't even talked about as a round one pick in January, but the second the combine was done, everybody had him in their top 10. Like There are stories like that all the time. Maybe not quite that extreme, but you have guys who weren't even talked about in round one all of a sudden up in round one. So it's cool to see the progression for how high guys can be now and then. And then once draft day comes, you kind of get a real semblance. So the Vikings picked 11th. I did not do any trades. And unfortunately, the first three picks were all quarterbacks. Drake May, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels go one, two, three. But the Vikings sitting at pick 11. Take a guy we have talked about significantly on this show and even did a skull search on. Penn State Edge, Chop Robinson comes to the Vikings. And I, I wrote it up pretty succinctly and he like I think he's a really good player I think he's explosive and this is what I had to say there isn't a quarterback worthy of the spot addressing the defensive front needs to be a priority for the Vikings Robinson doesn't just have one of the best names in the draft he has excellent bursts around the edge and the power to hold up on the interior when needed just a simple easy synopsis on what Chop Robinson can bring and I think because of his age, I think he's only 20 right now, former five-star recruit in the 2021 NF, or 2021 recruiting class. I think you can take things to another level with him. Um, Dave, what do you think about Chop Robinson? I'm guessing you would like the pick. Oh, I wouldn't dis I wouldn't dislike it at all. Uh, you need somebody either to replace Daniel Hunter or pair with Daniel Hunter, hopefully the latter, and get a nice young uh, edge rusher that's one of the best in college. I'm cool with that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I still want the quarterback. But yes, if top three go, then you're sitting there going, hey. Then you go next next best. You wait. And if Chop's there, you get Chop. I would like to take Chop a little bit lower. And that may be a possibility. Trade down, see who wants to move up. But that's always a risk, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's going to be an interesting journey to kind of see what the Vikings are mocked. Um, when I did my first mock draft Monday or mock draft roundup, which I release on Monday mornings, 16 draft picks, four quarterbacks, 12 defenders. I believe all of them were defensive linemen. There <laughs> might have been one corner. We may have had Cooper DeGene as one. I can't remember, but a lot of defenders. And guys, that's our show. I greatly appreciate you all. Sticking around while Odie was just a little psychopath like he always is. And yeah, it I'm excited for him to not be a puppy, but I'm gonna miss it at the same time. He's he's right now a teenager, he's one and a half. 
So he he just wants all my attention. But once once we get to about two two and a half, so this time next year, I think he's going to be in a lot better spot um, yeah, for he'll these be mellowing out and napping. Yeah, he, he, well, we nap all day, don't we, sweet boy? Yeah, yes, we do. He's getting pets from my feet. I I like to give him loves when I can. Um, tomorrow, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell. There will be another skull search tomorrow. Time is to be determined. You're going to want to ring the bell to know when we go live. And we're going to talk about somebody that played on Monday night. You might want to pay attention to that. It's going to be a good one. And don't think I didn't see earlier in the comments when you guys were all yelling at me for not talking about Dave. I may not say it as much on the show, but I say I say it plenty behind the scenes. Dave, Dave is the reason why I look sound and appear as good as I am. And I wouldn't be where I am without him. So don't think I didn't see that. I'm not ignoring you, but you can't have a, a lot of these side conversations while I'm on a roll because I, I don't, I won't always be able to get to it right away. But like that don't think I'm not appreciative. So we'll be back Thursday at some point with a skull search. And we will be planning on doing a lot of skull searches, some with single players, some with multiple. Maybe we'll have two in a day. Maybe we'll have three. Maybe we'll have five days in a week with a skull search. All you're going to need to do for sure is hit that like button, that subscribe button, and turn on the notifications by ringing that bell. Because that is going to be how you're able to keep track with all the great draft content that we are doing. And any breaking news? Guess who's going live? We are. Contract extension? A trade? You will be getting a live show from us within 15 to 45 minutes on all those big-time breaking news events because it's about getting you the information you need. And it's not just from The Real Forno Show. It's not just from our, our podcast-specific shows. It's not just from two old bloggers. It's whenever things happen, we'll be ready to go. And we appreciate you coming out. Oh, all right, Mateo, we're ending it here. I don't want to hear about that Florida game. That <laughs> I didn't watch that game. I was at Cracker Barrel. I'm just going to remember how good Cracker Barrel was that night. With that, that is the show. I'll be watching Jane Daniels here in a little bit. I'm Tyler. He's Dave. Skull Vikings. <laughs> Besides the Skull Search tomorrow, we have two old bloggers on Saturday. We're covering what could be Harrison Smith's. Well, you mentioned it, but we're going to be covering Harrison Smith's possible retirement, uh, grading KOC and his coordinators. That should be interesting. And uh, start our 2024 position review with who else but quarterbacks, because we just talked about trading up for quarterback, baby. Mm -hmm. Skull Vikings, we'll see you sometime tomorrow. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community that we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching. The Real Forno Show. Skull, everyone! 
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Part of the Fans First Sports Network.